Brought to you by Make Fun Network. Broadcasting from a secret location high above the earth. Four do-gooders doing their best good to shine a bright light on the most popular and unpopular comic book heroes and villains. So sit down, shut up, strap in, and tune your ears and open your brain for Inside Club Comica! What's up, Super Butts? Welcome to this week's episode of Encyclocomica, brought to you by Make Fun Network, the show where we do the deep dive on the super guys and gals and uh, Twinkies filled with concrete. Um, Wet or dry by this point? It depends on the sell-by date. (laughs) (laughs) They got got a long shelf life. What a a funny prank that would be. (laughs) Oh my God, you would break someone's whole mouth unless it was soft still <laughs> yeah it depends on the sell by day uh, yeah, that's true oh can s- cement solidify in somebody's stomach oh <laughs> imagine just feeling that extra weight does it, it get really, heavier it can't yeah. get heavier right is that a stupid statement was i am i dumb no you are not dumb uh, i think that would give a Thank whole you. new meaning to the phrase shitting a brick oh okay i'll be, I'll be here all week folks <laughs> Uh, all right, I'll leave it there. That's the only other thing we cover is uh, <laughs> Twinkies filled with concrete. I would what assume that if you so funny, if you put like a, a like you know a concrete dust into such a moist cake that moist. the moisture from the cake would eventually, you know, do what needs to be done for the concrete to solidify. Mm. Poison Control says that concrete will burn your lips, mouth, throat, and stomach if you eat it, and you'll have drooling, vomiting, and then the cement will harden in your stomach, and it will cause an obstruction. Jesus. So, a normal Saturday night for Fro. Yeah, but like, not, <laughs> my, not my lips, though. Like, my, I could do it. <laughs> so, yeah, so let me If you clarify. maybe, like, coated them in wax or Vaseline. You don't want to get wax in your mouth. mouth (laughs) You got to drink a uh, candle like Homer. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. (laughs) uh, I just want to clarify. um, I would never not admit to drooling. I am actually a chronic drooler and I am okay (laughs) with saying that. Hold on. It's so funny you bring this up. I have drooled three times in the last two days. (laughs) (laughs) Just like out and about? Just in your normal Yeah, just like out of nowhere. I don't know what's going on. But I, I was slack jaw three times in the last two days. I have just been like, Whoop, whoa, geez, what was that? <laughs> maybe your baby's drool is contagious. Yeah. It's rubbing <laughs> off on you there, guy. I don't know. Maybe. She has bubbles. Runs mouth. in the family. She has like little spit bubbles on her mouth. I love it. And I go, bubble mouth, bubble, bubble, bubble mouth, bubble <laughs> mouth. You sing a, such a vile song to her, but in a cute way. Yeah. All the time. That That's song fantastic. is so good, but there's a line in it that's so fucking vile. I don't know anything other than that one part of that song, so uh, call me ignorant on this one. No, you don't have. It's not that big of a song. Okay. You want to hear that fucking vile line? Sure do. Are you okay. gonna sing it? I'm not gonna sing it. Uh, oh, fuck. You're gonna rap it? No, I'm not gonna rap it either. I don't know how to type. What's apparently. the use? Um. Okay, open up your Bubba Gump. Let me see your bumper. The booty's so smooth, can't believe it's not butter. I go in from under. She wetter than a surfer. I ate the pussy fast. I'm about to start burping. I burp, <laughs> burp, and relick the bottom of the surface. What? 
I load in my clip and told her, don't get nervous. I'm a bang, bang, chitty, bang, 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 killer. Nipple tit, clit licker, ball like a dribble. Put you in a pickle, nibble on my dickle. Why you're tripping, I'm a crazy individual. I'm sure that was pronounced individual. Maybe this individual. Is, this wow. is not, not going to go well. Did with somebody the write these words today. with like... Uh, yeah, like Big Sean by, did. By hand, like on a, like a notepad. Yeah. <laughs> no, on, on their iPhone, obviously. Yeah, it's a, it's a note on his phone still. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, I ate the pussy fast. I'm about to start burping. <laughs> I burp, burp, and relick the bottom of the surface. That line kills me every single time. I'm trying to think if that's ever happened to me, but I don't think so. Yeah, because like, I've, I've had like, to burp. Like, like, you know, tacos and then burps and be like, oh, tacos. So I've never like. <laughs> That's the same thing. I get you. I get you. I've never been like, oh, pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Or it sounds like he's burping during the act. Like, well, that's what it is. Into her. That's what I hear. I burp, burp, and I relick the bottom of the surface. So he's burping in the process of eating her out. Um, and She's taking she, in too much air. I, I can't believe this is the beginning of the episode that I'm doing. Right Your now. episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're doing uh, Big Sean, right? <laughs> She's got a carbonated pussy. Big Sean's first appearance. <laughs> That's why he's got bubble mouth. Yeah, bubble mouth. All right, now we've ruined it. I'll never sing that song to her again. That's not true. It's, it's, too, much, it's too much fun to say. Uh, that's so funny. Uh, you know, we, uh, we are doing a... Uh, a character that f- right before we recorded, Fro and I were like, who the fuck is this? So, of course, Matt picked it. And I'm sure we're all going to learn a lot about a character no one even knew existed to begin with. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, that's what this show's for, right? That's right. Yeah. So, stop me if you've heard this story. Stop. It's ni- Never heard of it. <laughs> Don't proceed. Show's over. Let's talk about pussy burps. Oh. <laughs> Burp and pussies? Which one is it? Both. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A little <laughs> column A. I think when it comes from... Anyway. Uh, so, in 1993, six creators at the top of their game decide that they want to create their own comic book company separate from the big two. Does this sound familiar to you guys? No. Uh, Coke and Pepsi? What? The big two. No, big two. DC and Marvel. Oh, okay. I forgot what show was yeah. on. I thought it was yeah, on. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, fast food Fast foodica. Fast foodica. So, okay. Uh, that, that bit didn't land like I'd hoped it would. So, in the early 90s, Todd McFarlane and Jim Lee and all those guys got together, broke off of Marvel, and started Image Comics. Right. Yes. At the same time, Another group of creators did the same thing. Dwayne McDuffie, Dennis Cowan, Christopher Priest, Michael Davis, and Derek Dingle. Uh, Dingle? Derek yeah, Dingle. Dingle? That's why I <laughs> saved him for last, just for you. Derek Dingle. How did he get to the age, to the point where he was able to write? I would have ended it fast if my last name was Dingle. You would have ended it. Yeah. Are you kidding ended me? It. I would have known as soon as I had learned what my name was. I'm like, oh no, I'm getting made fun of for that forever. I gotta, That's like I a straight up alias name. I th- Derek he Dingle? goes he goes Derek by Dingle. Derek T Dingle. <laughs> Doesn't make Derek, it better. The T stands for the. He's Derek the Dingle. <laughs> Derek the Dingle. <laughs> That's uh, funny. That's funny. End the show now. Don't even <laughs> fucking continue. 
<laughs> okay. No, uh, so he was he was like the uh, the money business guy. He wasn't a he wasn't really a creative. Um, so they did the same thing in the early '90s and created a comic book imprint uh, that was published by DC Comics called Milestone. Milestone. Yep. And the idea behind this is that they wanted to create uh, a comic book company that had black superheroes so like there are no good black superheroes we have you know we have black panther and black lightning and power man and that's all we got so Hmm. are these uh, black uh writers yeah yep yeah okay um you don't know you don't know Dwayne mcduffie or dennis cowan or christopher priest i don't know what okay comic writers look like i don't know I could I could walk past my favorite writer of all time, who Stanley. I don't even know who it is, except for Stanley, uh, like on the street, and I would never even know. Stanley is your favorite writer of all time, and you have pictures with him. That's true. So Stanley's a different, you know, he's a face of a thing. I don't yeah. know what Todd McFarlane looks like in the least bit. Neither you don't? Why you would I? Because he's funny looking, and there was he just a there was just a uh, a documentary about him on YouTube. And it's really interesting. Huh. Watching documentaries on YouTube. Hey, YouTube's legit. Yeah, yeah, I know, but I'm not watching it on YouTube. <laughs> okay, so, so don't. Anyway, in 93, they launched this line, Milestone Comics, published by DC, but they owned it themselves. Uh, one of the things that they did, like Image, is the big two companies, DC and Marvel at the time, were still using the old four-color uh, printing process so the the comics really hadn't evolved color wise since like the 40s and image and milestone were like no 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 you know we were gonna hand color these comics and scan the the colors that we did um the problem is milestone didn't get a lot of money from dc whereas image got a bunch of money from uh uh, Malibu comics at the time, so Image got published on much nicer paper. Milestone comics were still published on the newsprint, but with this new color. So their comics of the time, those early '93 um, Milestone comics, look like nothing else that's ever been published because it's got that old school '90s comic feel to the paper, but has uh, these really intense colors that are just like nothing else. So you guys all know Milestone Comics because of Static Shock. I always thought that was just straight up DC. Nope. Uh, Static Shock was probably the biggest and most popular breakout character because he got a TV show. Um, but I have he was, no idea who this person is. You don't know, you don't Static, know who Static Shock, Shock is? I, I'm looking at it now. Nope. You've never seen that cartoon? No. I don't, wow. even, I don't even recognize it. That's crazy. That, I'm surprised by that. Well, actually, I guess I'm not. Yeah, it was a cartoon from 2000 to 2004, I think. Um, and uh, yes, so spun off of the static book from the Milestone comic line. The other Milestone comics at the time, there's one called Blood Syndicate and one called Hardware. And those are kind of the big ones. Oh. Yeah, Blood Syndicate, looking yeah. at it, looks sick. Yeah. Right. Now I want to see it. <laughs> Google that shit. It looks Google like just that. NWA superheroes. <laughs> NWA superheroes? <laughs> Ah oh, damn. damn! That is such a really cool name, too. Blood Syndicate. The Blood Syndicate. Yeah, it does look yeah. cool. Yeah, Shit, these I books were. This. These books were so good. Uh, so Icon was kind of the Superman character, um, from like a, a purely superficial aspect, right? So it's created by Dwayne McDuffie and this artist uh, M. D. Bright. 
And the idea behind him is he's an alien. He's uh, he's a Termian. A Terminan. Terminan is the alien race. Uh, he showed up on Earth in 1839 and modeled his appearance on the first human that he saw, which was an enslaved black woman named Miriam, hmm. who adopted him and raised him as her own. So he's still alive in the current day. You know, when the books came out, it was 93, um, posing as Augustus Freeman the Fourth basically marooned on earth until the technology of earth allows him to repair his pod and leave earth. Uh, Augustus Freeman, the fourth, he is a corporate lawyer and a heavily conservative Republican. Hell yeah. Super rich guy. Uh, and is just not interested in using his abilities at all. He's just, you know, being a, a corporate lawyer. Uh, and then in the first issue, his house is broken into, and oh. to defend his house, he has to use his powers and abilities. And, so, yeah. um, I wanted to see what uh, Icon looked like, so I just Googled Icon and went to images, and I don't know why I thought that would bring up the comic book character. <laughs> just got a bunch of pictures of Icons. Yep, that's all I have. <laughs> arrows. <laughs> it's such a stupid thing I just did. <laughs> anyway, go on. Uh, honestly, like I, I accidentally did that same thing yesterday. So it's not that. <laughs> it's because it's just you think, like, oh yeah, what? just type it in. And I know what I'm on. looking for. <laughs> <laughs> Why doesn't the fucking internet know what I'm looking for? Right. <laughs> Should read my mind. Uh, he's got a very spawn-like cape. If you look, it's like a big, but it's green. It's this big, huge, oversized, ridiculous cape. Because those kinds of things were popular in the '90s. Big, oversized ridiculousness. Um, Matt, so can anyway, I, um, can I give you a uh, a podcasting note? Yeah. Stop trailing off oh motherfucker you're doing it you're doing it all right i'm stopping i'm stopping doing it uh so his house is broken into and he has to use his powers and one of the intruders who is kind of going along with the gang that was breaking into his house is this woman named raquel irvin and raquel convinces him to become a superhero with her as the sidekick rocket so icon and rocket Although I think for a lot of the books, she's less of a sidekick and, and very much an equal because she's always pushing him to do different things. She's not following him around. Uh, but the book was always called Icon because it's kind of, it's a really good singular name. Um, but it's really, a lot of it is told from her perspective. Hmm. So why? Oh, so he has Superman-like powers, uh, uh, except he doesn't have like heat vision. He has these force field and concussive force bolts, which I think is also really popular in the 90s. You'd be able to like shoot energy out of your hands. That was a very 90s superpower. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why is this character worth knowing your time? So I mentioned uh, the Static Shock cartoon. Um, the big thing is this comic line is relaunching next year in 2021. Milestone? Milestone, yep. Uh, so they're going to do a static movie. They're doing cool. a, a static original graphic novel. Uh, and then relaunching the whole line. And they're also going to be doing uh, making the old comics available digitally for the first time. So Through DC or? Yep, through DC. So DC is their partner publisher, but they still own all the characters, the creators, uh, and the Milestone imprint. But they have like an exclusive publishing contract with DC. The books lasted until 97 when it was canceled. So, you know, only like four years. It didn't last very long. I mean, when did these books come out? 1993. Okay. I was going to say that was like, like, because four years today is a very long time. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Uh, 90, 90, 93 to 97, 42 issues. Yeah, give or take. 
And then, uh, and then in 2008, they, they tried to bring them, they, they kind of folded the characters into the regular DC universe. So Icon appeared in the Justice League and back when New 52 happened, Static had his own New 52 book and Icon was mentioned in that. But so he is he just known as Static, not Static Shock? Yeah, the television show was Static Shock and the book has been called Static Shock, but his name is Static. How about that? But this episode's about Icon, right? Icon. I'm just being sure. <laughs> I'm just, I'm like, just making sure that I didn't have like a uh, a lapse in time. No. Yeah. No. No. We're still, we're still in the present. Okay. Um. So they've crossed uh, back in the '90s before they kind of folded it into the DC universe. They did cross over with DC. They did a, a miniseries called Worlds Collide, uh, where. Everyone in this milestone universe, they live in a city called Dakota. And so Dakota kind of got merged in with Metropolis in a miniseries. And uh, the supervillain was called Rift. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. The cover was, do you guys remember color forms? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know so, if we do. Uh, so they were, it was like a sticker, except you could easily peel it on and off. It, oh, yeah, those like, things. Yeah, you, you used yeah. to play with them in the tub. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so the Where cover, I put them on the. What do you mean, like the wall of the bathtub? Sure, pervert. <laughs> pervert. <laughs> pervert. Jesus Christ! All right. Look, my uh, dink has a little cat on it. <laughs> so the the crossover issue came with, it, like, the cover was like a hard glossy cover, and it came with a bunch of color forms. So you could create your own scene for the cover of the issue. That's so 90s, but I love it. I know. There was another, <laughs> there was another Superman versus Lobo that did the same thing, and I, I have them. They're so much fun. Um, cool. And, um, yeah, so that was kind of the, the big team up. He didn't really cross over with a lot of the other Milestone characters. They all kind of kind of lived in their own thing, uh, although they, he did get mentioned because he was kind of like the big number one superhero when he showed up. That's the kind of a bummer to not really cross paths much. Yeah, they. I mean, because they were creator-owned, right? The the creators really wanted to be able to tell their own stories. No, I, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. One of the um, so the there's like an inciting incident in the Dakota and Milestone universe. There was this they call it like the Big Bang, where there's this accident that happens that suddenly gives a ton of people superpowers and that kind of gets the universe going. And uh, that's one of the things that like forces him to like, okay, I guess I will be this superhero. And in the very first two issues, so stuff is not in print now, but it will be early next year. It'll be easy to access. And But I've got a couple of the early issues here. And, and in the very first issue, there's this really interesting beat where like, they come to the scene of this crime and being this conservative Republican icons like, all right, no, the, the police got it. Don't worry about it. But then the, the police like see this black guy show up for no reason. They're like, Hey, Hey buddy, what are you doing here at the scene of the crime? And, uh, you know, chaos ensues. If you will. Is he the, is he, uh, as the superhero in this yeah, shot yeah, or is he in like, okay, not in but they don't, civvies. Right. They don't really have at this point, it's the first issue of the book. Superheroes aren't particularly common. So they've just, just this like black guy with a cape shows up and they're like, Hey buddy, what he you must be a pimp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, get your tricks out of here. <laughs> yeah. So 
um, the relaunch of him that's coming, they redid his costume and, and it looks very modern, which is kind of lame because I think that he looked fucking awesome before. I love the old red costume with the green cape and it has like this yellow ring in the middle that holds the cape on. And, you know, he's it got almost leg looks kind bands. of like a, um, like a beefy Robin outfit. Yeah. He, <laughs> like Are we Robin. talking about icons outfit? I'm sorry. I had to run yeah. out. My wife needed something. My wife, my wife. I wondered why it suddenly got really quiet over there. Yeah. I had to run all the way downstairs and outside. Oh, boy, you're out of breath. I'm old and fat. Man. So, yeah. <laughs> Getting old sucks, huh? <laughs> it really does. <laughs> but I like the stairs. <laughs> um, fatty Arbuckle, you're the fattest. Fatty Arbuckle? <laughs> <laughs> fatty McGee. Fatty McGee. Oh, yeah. Fatty Arbuckle's the the, t- the movie star. Because uh, I, did, I did have something to say about... His costume? Yeah. Yeah, we're there. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Uh, so I'm looking at an image now. Uh, looks like Power Man. So that's a villain, I think. So what I think ver- you're looking at I because I was I thought that same thing too. So let's see if I can get icon back number to that. thirteen. Uh, I don't know which uh, cover it is. Sure. Icon number thirteen has a Power Man looking guy on the cover, but he yes. doesn't look like Power. That's got to be it. Yes, He's got he does. red, a complete red tights with a green cape. Oh, the, yeah. So that image that Matt's looking at is Buck Wild Mercenary. Buck Wild? Buck Wild <laughs> Mercenary Man. Buck Wild. I love That's that. A, 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 Buck Wild. What? Buck, is that a character from the Player Haters Ball? Yeah. It is. Yeah. No, yeah. it's Buck Nasty. Oh, Buck Nasty. <laughs> My mistake. Yeah. Oh, and um, Buck Buck Wild Mercenary Man advertises himself as hero for rent. No hero shit. Rent. No, he's, it, yeah, it, he's definitely Luke Cage. <laughs> so this this thing that I'm looking at on Wikipedia says that he's clearly a parody of Luke Cage. That's funny. That's Luke Cage funny. Rules, though. Luke, Cage, Luke Cage rules, but it's just like <laughs> this yeah. is so on the nose to be a straight comparison. Because like Matt said, like why does he look like Luke Cage? It's it's <laughs> it's almost too close. Like right, well, yeah. which is why it's it? it's dumb. <laughs> don't don't steal somebody else's black character for the sake of stealing somebody else's black character. <laughs> yeah, all's fair in parody, right? Marvel has like a million Superman ripoffs. Yeah, but that's fine to rip off. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, fuck me. Yeah, uh, plain cookie cutter. Hmm. You know how something becomes cookie cutter? Uh, no. By being the first motherfucker. <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> I'm just this. So yes, super, uh, Marvel has some Superman ripoffs, but they don't uh, have the almost exact same look as Superman, as opposed to Buckwild Mercenary, who is almost wearing the exact <laughs> same shit as Luke Cage. The literal difference is that he's wearing like a singlet and not pants. Right. He, he has a yellow headband mm. instead of a silver headband. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Almost negligible. Those boots, though. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> I love those boots. <laughs> I love those boots. Give me a pair. All right, fine, I will. He's breaking <laughs> the chain. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on. Buck Wild. Uh, Buck Wild. Uh, Buck Nasty. So, yeah, that's, one of the, that's, that's, that's a cool villain. Um, 
he a lot of he fought a lot of street level crime in the books and it was a lot of the you know just random freak of the week boom babies they called them which came from the big boom that gave a lot of people the powers and then the big rift supervillain from the worlds collide miniseries and and crossover with the superman books uh, and then you know he was in in the justice league and there was a Oh man, I didn't write it down. There was a superhero team that he was kind of part of on the side um, that they also mentioned in the Justice League book when they crossed it over. Oh, fuck. Oh, Shadow Cabinet. That's what it's called, the Shadow Cabinet. Um, and so that was kind of a crossover book on the Milestone universe. And then when they brought things into the Justice League after Infinite Crisis, they were there, but it did not last long. And he hasn't been around for a while, but it'll be back next year, and I'm pumped for it. Sorry, when was his last appearance? In 2009 in the Justice League comic. He last was that. Okay. And yeah, he's got he a different mentioned. His, he was his name was mentioned in the Static Shock comic in, in the New 52, so kind of early on in the New 52, but he had, okay. he wasn't in the book. So is this Okay, so he is combating up against Superman, right? In this in Worlds Collide. Oh yeah, in the Justice League he is. Yeah, on that comic. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm just trying to see like a more recent thing because I see a picture of him fighting Superman. Yeah, with with the Justice League in the background by Ed ben, uh, Ed Bennis. And then I'm seeing this other picture, which I don't know if it is him or not. He has like a black and red suit now. Yeah, that's the new when they so they announced a few years ago they were going to relaunch it and then it never happened and then they announced again at DC Fandom. Legit, it is happening. Starting with a Static Shock graphic novel, February 2021. Is Steel a part of this? No. No, because Steel was a spinoff after Superman died. Okay. I'm just looking at something and Steel's like mentioned along with these characters. Yeah, because when they crossed over with the DC Universe, they specifically crossed over with the Superman books at the time. Gotcha. So that's why you know, you'll see Steel and Superboy and Superman a lot. Uh, Matt's gone again. Can you tell? It's okay. I'm here. I'm just trying to <laughs> look at something, queuing it up, and doing audio things over here, man. Oh, all right, all right, all right. I was gonna. Start. I uh, I kind of like the new outfit. Do you? I like the old one better. I don't know. I don't know the new I one's kind of cool. Oh, it kind of looks Red Lantern-y to me. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. Um, that's what I. I think I kind of enjoy that. I like the the centerpiece a bit more than the gold ring and straps. Uh, personally. Um. I see, the thing me. for me is I think the gold ring and straps are very 90s, um, but I like the idea of ca- uh, the look of a character really reflecting when they were created and being like a snapshot of that time and just just putting it in them in modern context I think is fun. Um, that's why I, I, I don't love a lot of superhero redesigns because it's like, no, 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 no. If you got it right, like- unless it's bad, but... Uh, unless you know when you get it right the first time and just just keep doing it because it's fun i don't know yeah i don't like this new static uh look though or how no? how new this is i can't tell he's got like a fucking a just a snapback on with a fucking x on it uh like he's wearing a mask but he also wears a baseball hat it's weird looking. Oh, i don't think i've seen that yeah hmm. that looks weird it's a bit, not a fan it's a bit odd it's like uh it's like half a year one costume and half a been doing it forever suit. It's really bizarre. Yeah, not a fan. But anyways, uh, all right. So I'm coming back, huh? 
start, I'm going to start trying to wrap up here. Um, a couple of other interesting pieces of info. Uh, Wikipedia claims that Clarence Thomas, the Supreme Court justice, uh, <laughs> is a big icon fan. And he has apparently quoted the character on multiple occasions. Huh. Uh, Dwayne McDuffie, who's the creator and writer uh, who sadly passed away several years ago, uh, also creator of Static, wrote a blog post that when he found out about this, he had uh, a ton of writer's block because he was afraid that that the conservative rhetoric of the character would be used in service of actual conservatism. It's <laughs> like, I, I'm afraid of writing a conservative character. That's so good that conservatives are going to like eat it up and love it. <laughs> it's like, that's, Jesus it's, Christ. <laughs> it's such like a weird, uh, Maybe a weird just, dichotomy. Just let it, yeah. just let people have their opinions, man. You should be proud that you wrote something good. No, I mean, obviously he is right. It's a great character. And it's, I, th- I think he's a great foil for a lot of other characters um, in the genre. And I think, I think it's what makes it interesting. And, and also like for me being someone who is a very left, I, I like the idea that sometimes his conservative politics come into contact with things that don't align. And he, and he's forced to be like, Oh, this is interesting. <laughs> I think that's uh, an interesting thing though. Like that it kind of goes with like, potentially last week's episode of Guy Gardner where it's like you know a, a Republican leaning conservative leaning hero which obviously you don't really think about any of that stuff but you write that in it it, it makes it a bit more interesting that yeah. it's not going to be your kind of same uh, mental wavelength for all these people and right. it, I think it, it brings a certain little nuance that's very interesting so yeah. the idea of icon also kind of having that uh I think is a super intriguing uh, piece of that character. I mean, and it, it makes sense for his evolution too, right? So if he was born a slave, right, and then grew up through that, he would be a Republican from that time period. Right. Right. right? Because, the, you know, obviously things changed post-Nixon and, and the, the they don't align quite in the same way as they did in the 1800s. But if he was the same guy alive since then, he would have like gone that, it, it makes sense for him to have gone that direction in a way. Right. Um, yeah, that makes a ton of sense, actually. I think it's interesting to, to like read a hero's perspective, right? Because, I mean, the, the overall thought of like Democrat versus Republican, right? Like, like the positive, hopeful spin of it is that it's like two groups of people that want to do good in different approaches. So to put like a conservative hero, to write a conservative hero who like wants to do good, but maybe approaches things or does things from a different like perspective, I think is uh, yeah is definitely mm-hmm. interesting. And 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 to everyone's point of like how. I, I know last week we talked about one and we're talking about one now, but how often is that, you know, an actual thing to a, like a degree of success where it's like, Guy where they Gardner. talk about it. Yeah. And, right. but I think it's interesting in that sometimes you can, you can almost think of the idea of a superhero as kind of like a Republican ideal, or it's like the one guy who can save the world by his pulling himself up by his bootstraps. That's like the whole idea of that is kind of conservative. Um, but the characters never specifically or rarely specifically, you know, call that out in the dialogue, in the text. 
Right. Like you can get a sense of it either from what the character's characteristics are, like how they choose to approach a situation morally. Um, But then there are also the little like um, hidden political discussions like in Civil War when it's Cap and Tony where they're like, no, the state should have agency over this. Government should have agency over this. And it's like, no, we need to have agency over it. So there's a lot of like underlying political discussion, but it's never like explicitly stated a lot of the time. Right. They're like Cap Cap and Tony are representing, you know, left and right pretty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the the thing is, is like it, what was uh, now that you're pointing out, which is like, so, you know, fascinating about that civil war storyline is you from an, at least for me, it's like, I could agree with both sides. And it's like they're both making good points. Right. <laughs> it's like it, it, that's what was so tough. That was I think that's what made that storyline so successful and interesting uh, is to be like, you know, I agree with Cap and I agree with Tony. <laughs> and it's like they can't, they just can't, you know, find common ground, which is which was the whole conflict, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, so then uh, he was also in the Young Justice cartoon, something we also mentioned on the uh, the Guy Gardner episode. Um, Icon, Rocket, and Static Shock all appear in the Young Justice cartoon. Did you see that episode? I've seen all of the Young Justice. Okay. How, how is the how is the representation for that? He's he's a side character. You see more of uh, Rocket than you do of Icon. She Wait. looks really Cause cool too because it's Young Justice, right? So he's he's in the he's Justice League guy. off to the side, uh, and it's about the young young characters. The Young Justice League. Yeah, she does look cool. It's a great book. And the art is amazing. It's so unique. Um, and the writing is really, really good. And I cannot wait for it to be accessible to people again because these books are awesome. And it's it's a, been a bummer that they've been out of print for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. Fantasy bookings. I think I mentioned this last week too for Guy Gardner. Uh, but um, Oliver Queen, the... The super liberal left wing bleeding heart guy, he you know he's he'd be a great foil. I think that would be interesting. Um, he's been teamed up with Superman. He, Superman's obviously my go to, but it all you know it makes sense because he's a Superman kind of archetype character. What else you guys got? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> um. So. Did anyone read? I forgot what storyline this was from, but Marvel had a a run of comics set in. I think I I don't know if it was the 1700s, but it was it was it was old. It was very short lived. There's only a couple of issues, and I I forgot it was a it was a a tie in to some bigger storyline that was going on, but it was so cool. Are it you was, talking about Marvel 1602? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's Marvel. like the old timey medieval stuff. No, it wasn't medieval. Yeah, oh, medieval's not. not sorry, not medieval. Sorry, but it was like. You but know, Captain America's like a Native American. Yeah, it was like stuff right? like that. Yeah, um, sixteen oh two. I'd like to. I'd like to throw him in there, um, just for like the the political points of view of like where he would be then, and and you know how he how he exists and and does what he does in that in that time period, but. That's what I would I would put him in. I'd write him in. I'd write him right in there. That book is really good, Neil it, Gaiman. Why I don't know why that 
didn't spawn like a an ongoing series. Because you can't you can't get Neil Gaiman to stick around <laughs> for <laughs> an ongoing series. It's as simple as that. I think uh, it's, there's been sequels, but it yeah. Yeah, eight issues, a couple spinoffs. Oh, so good. It was so good. It was. In, I, I thought it was interesting. Like, you know, for what they did, and they kind of flipped down its head and made old timey. Yeah, Spider Man's like this weird, like Peter Parquois. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a. Yeah, it's like he's a little apprentice. I just for me, I always just think of like Assassin's Creed when I see it, this stuff, and it makes it more grounded. They don't really necessarily have like big superpowers, so it's kind of cool to see how they do it that way. Sir Nicholas Fury. Yeah. Uh, Carlos Javier. Carlos Javier? Who the hell is that? <laughs> Professor Xavier. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, sorry. Uh, how would I book this? Oh, my God. I don't fucking know. Oh, like, my God. I, think I don't want I, I don't. Yeah, you go. I got to think for a second. Um, I think I would book him with Homelander. Because he's like one of those satirical conservative yeah. uh, superheroes, so I think that would be fun to see. Uh, yeah, also, the Superman archetype. That's a right. Good one. Oh fuck! That, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be mine, right, Fro? No, no, it's not. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm. I just. I don't want to go like the lazy route and be like, yeah, it's him and fuck Luke Cage fucking fighting for <laughs> black people. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's hard to see like a I'm in black lightning. Yeah, fucking fucking black lightning, fucking black manta, fucking black guy. Uh, <laughs> oh, black I do love black guy. Black guy. <laughs> hey, did you get up that latest issue of Black Guy? Hell yeah. It sucked. Um <laughs> I don't want to go down that fucking generic ass route. I'm just having a hard time thinking of how I would do it, especially with him being a su- Superman type kind of guy. Uh all I can picture is like I would just want him to be a like a Hyperion uh, bad guy. <laughs> Hell yeah! That's like that's that's all I can think of. Like if if the the go the cooler route because you know bad is cooler, uh, mm-hmm. and that's the only time <laughs> Superman's ever been cool is when he's injustice. <laughs> so like I just kind of see a him ruling with an you know iron fist type of thing and all these milestone characters are trying to rise up and beat him because he's the top the top dog and how do you defeat him how does static shock or static you know rise to the occasion in order to bring down icon so you just um, want to see injustice milestone version yeah black injustice <laughs> we got that already yeah <laughs> and well there it writes itself just turn I on suppose. the news it's what people it's what, what would work i suppose right now um, I don't. Know, I just don't want to go that that route. I don't. I don't have anything good. Let's just go black injustice right now. <laughs> uh, in four episodes, I'll come up with something better. How about uh, Apollo? Put him with Apollo and Midnighter. Uh, I don't know who that is, but okay. You don't. I know of Midnighter. I don't know who Apollo is. Apollo is his gay lover. Uh, maybe huh. I don't know who Midnighter is. Midnighter no. is so it was from Stormwatch, and it was the Batman Superman version in their universe, except they were also gay lovers. Hmm. Nope, don't know it. I know of this Midnighter. Never heard of Apollo. Um, I mean, the first cover of Midnighter looks cool. That was the New Fifty Two one, as you're thinking of. Oh, I don't know. Steve Orlando, uh, ACO have a part of it. Do the old Google. Do the Google. 
it's him covered in blood with like a baton in his hand, looking down, smiling. Yeah, yeah, that's the new Fifty Two relaunch. He's got it's like close up on him, on yeah. his face kind of. Yeah, it's a cool look. I just don't know anything about him. He just looks like a non-powered, uh, just a dude that beats people's asses. <laughs> hmm. uh, all right, that's that about wraps us up, Maddie. I guess so. If you like the show, you can go to. Uh, you actually go to uh, patreon.com slash makefunnetwork and you can support this show right here by becoming a uh, a patron of Make Fun Network. Make Fun Network's Patreon supports all the shows on the Make Fun Network, including this one, Top 5 of Death, This Rules This Sucks, Sleep With The Light On, Roll For Damage, Over Under Fair, all the good ones, which is all of them. So there. So take that. Uh, Kat, where can people find you? They can find me over at Conquest Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and wasted-minds.com. Wow. And Matt, where can people find you? When I'm not on the Make Fun Network, I am writing for my silly blog, thedailymeteor.com. And Fro, whatever you want. Uh, you can find me at your local comic book shop trying to get inspiration for a better um, fantasy booking of Icon, just trying to take <laughs> in as many other comic books as possible. Walk up to me while I'm reading, uh, ask me what I'm doing, maybe uh, ping some ideas off me. I'm, uh, I'm just going to be racking my brain on how to better write Icon. Okay. Well, fantasy then, book Icon. I guess that does it for this week's <laughs> episode of Encyclocomica. Thanks for joining us. And next week... We will start <laughs> the listener-submitted characters. We were going to start it this week, but Matt didn't realize that we were starting it next week, so he was prepared to do this episode, so we just we said, that's fine. You fucked up. You're an idiot. You're yeah, like, we all, like roasted him for 40 minutes. It was good. All of this is true. All of it is true. <laughs> uh, so next week, we start the listener submissions, and uh, it'll be good. I'll talk to you then, and uh, as always, eat shit. Bye.